You're tuned in to Muscle Car Radio. Welcome to a new season of Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host, Harry Christian. We've been away for a little while, but now we're back. We're going to be bringing you monthly shows. We're going to be bringing you special events and letting you know what's happening in the muscle car and car scene generally. We're going to bring you special uh, feature cars, one a month. Bobby, how are you, mate? I've got Rob Lacerdo here today. Fantastic, Harry, and really excited that uh, we're back for another year. Yeah, it's going to be great. So we're going to be consistent this time, mate. One show a month. We're going to bring it cars, guests, events. It's all happening. I've also got Christopher Poulos here, a bit of a car enthusiast, Christopher Poulos, and a bit of a character. Now, you've got to behave yourself, Christopher. How are you, champion? Very well, Harry. Thank you very much for the invite. Great to be here, guys. <laughs> Excellent. All right, tonight we've got a great show lined up. We've got uh, George Caponiaris. Do you know who George is? Oh, Mimo. Yeah, Mimo. Yeah, we'll Mimo. That's him. No, so he's doing the tours uh, around the place, and he's um, promoting a new show, a show called Malakas with Attitude, which wow. a Greek uh, translates to so-and-so with attitude. Really funny guy, really good guy. I've been along and seen the show. He's fantastic value. And he's also doing a, a show with a bunch of other guys, and he'll tell us about it, called um, Out of Compo, which is a play on Compton or whatever it was, that whole, uh, that whole hard bastard rap scene thing. But he's a really good guy and a really funny guy. As I say, I've been along to his show, and uh, we'll give you some dates and get people along. But he's very, very good. I think he's got one coming up next Wednesday at the Rockdale Town Hall. He'll tell us all about it. We've got a beautiful feature show, uh, car on today, mate. Um, I'm going to talk to you about it, the, uh, the Landau. Now, you were an owner of a Landau, Oh, Robbie. the Landau. Oh, Harry. Yeah, I owned the land there for about 14-odd years. Yeah. Love it. Great car. Yeah. And, and that was sort of the luxury pack of the, the whole Ford scene, the, the Ford Coupe. So it was essentially a two-door LTD, wasn't it? Exactly. Two-door LTD yeah. um, with the 351 four-barrel carb, FMX, nine-inch diff. Yeah, four-wheel disc, right? Four-wheel disc. And that's how Ford homologated the four-wheel discs at Bathurst. And they had. Oh, is that right? Okay. On the coupes, yes. Gotcha. And they had the whole uh, pop-up lights, the whole uh, yes. uh, four-seater leather interior. Great cars. There's one for sale. Our sponsor, musclecarsales.com.au down in Victoria. They've got one for sale down there. It's a beautiful car, actually. Um, it was sold through BS Stillwells in Victoria many years ago. It's a tropic gold car with parchment leather trim. You've got to see this thing to believe it, mate. It's a beautiful car. That's at musclecarsales.com.au. I think there are Asking about sixty-eight grand for it, an immaculate car. But anyway, and that's talk- cheap, Harry, for a coupe. Well, I would have thought so. You look at yeah. some of the GTs and bits and pieces and what they're going for these days, and mate, they're um, they're out of control. They're doing very, very, uh, very good numbers at the moment. And we've had some record prices. And we'll talk to Chris Borobon's coming on as well. Do you know Chris yes, from, uh, from Shannon's? From Shannon's, yeah. Yes. He's going to talk to us about the up and coming Shannon's um, auction. They've got some fantastic cars. And mate, close to my heart, because you know I'm a Mopar guy. I've got the Mustang hat on today, but I do love my Mopars. They've got a uh, Plymouth. You know, the big, uh, what do they call it? The uh, Remind me, mate, the big Plymouth uh, Roadrunner thing, the Hemi Orange. 440? Oh, no, this is a 426 Hemi. This is the real McCoy. Okay. Yep, yep. Absolutely. Something thing with a nose cone. And what else. He's going to tell us all about it, but that's a fantastic, uh, fantastic wow. car. You know, the thing that Richard Petty raced in NASCAR many years ago, he's going to tell us all about it. But they've got one for sale. I can't remember one ever being for sale here in Australia. Ever. It's called the Superbird, right? The Plymouth Superbird. That's the one. Yeah. Based on the Roadrunner. So they've yep. got the big wing on the back, yep. the nose cone with the pop-up lights, and uh, they came with different variants. They had like the 440, they had uh, different type of engines, but they only made a handful with the 426 Hemi, which of course was the Holy Grail. Phenomenal car, and they've got one for sale in the hero colour, Hemi Orange, at wow. Shannon's Motor Auction. Chris will tell us all about it at the end of the month down at, uh, in Melbourne there. And you are right, I've been in muscle cars all my life. That's over 35 odd years, and I've never seen one for sale in Australia. Yeah, great car. And you know, they, they were homologated, that particular car, to race around NASCAR. 
And then when they did so well in 1970 with Richard Petty at the, um, uh, you know, at the wheel, uh, Ford came out with their Torino Talladega, you know, and they sort of put the big uh, 429 in that and they sort of chased them around. So that sort of started the whole NASCAR wars. But those, those roadrunners, the big, um, the big superbirds, that was something to behold, my God. Great days. Those yeah. old days, great days. Mr. Mate. And Chris, how are you, mate? You were well? I'm well. Very well. Refreshed after the Easter break. Fantastic. Uh, so Chris is a bit of a Volkswagen aficionado. He's recently purchased... What, what is it, mate? A single window... An oval window, 1956 Beetle. Mm. Uh, original condition, straight out of the barn. Baked in the barn. Yeah. Sort of almost like a half a cylinder of this Roadrunner. So if you take the equivalent horsepower <laughs> out of a half a, half a cylinder of the Roadrunner, but great car, in the Let mate? me give you the exact specifications. 36 full horsepowers. Wow. <laughs> 36 horsepower. It's a start for the, for Starter the, motor for the road correct, run. Correct, <laughs> correct. But it's a great, it's got the fantastic Beetle sound. It'll last forever. But that aside, Chris, you're a bit of a Porsche nut. You had a, an example of the very revered uh, 993 last of the year cool turbos, right, which are now becoming sort of, uh, you know, supercar status uh, and, and getting right up there as collectibles. You have one of those and you've had one for years, right? Very fortunate, Harry. I bought it in uh, 19, no, 2004, unaware of its uh, potential value, but uh, it was uh, a great... Uh, purchased then and lo and behold I still kept it because I love the car, it was a great running car, lots of power, I was always excited driving it and, um, and I've been told it's triple the price now, mm. wouldn't part with it for anything. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I might Tariq. get out the checkbook well, actually, later on. Okay. Hey, Robbie will get out the checkbook. I can't afford it. Happy Robbie to take can afford office. it. <laughs> I've organised the finance, Harry. Excellent. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, we're going to have a great time this year, boys. Let me tell you, we're going to bring a show once a month to the punters, and I'm going to ask people to go along to our Facebook page. Uh, it's called Muscle Car Radio. Have a look at it. Drop us a line. Drop us your feature car, and tell us all about your own uh, ride, and we can feature it on uh, on the show. We'll call it, uh, you know, the the listeners' ride. We'll get it on here. We'll tell people all about it. So take the time. You're listening to. Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host, Harry Christian, and welcome back to 2018. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radios. I'm your host, Harry Christian. I'm here with Christopher Pulos and with young uh, Bobby Lacerdo. And we have a very, very uh, special guest, uh, a fellow that I've always enjoyed and grew up with uh, watching Wogs Out of Work many years ago on the telly, uh, George Capanaris, a.k.a. Mimo. He's on the line. George, welcome, mate, and thanks for uh, taking the time. Hi, Harry. Yes, uh, thank you. Thanks for having me. And uh, now, let me correct you. So, <laughs> Wog's Out of Work, you would have seen in the theatre. Uh-huh. Acropolis Now, you would have seen on the telly. Yes. Exactly. There you go. So, I'm not quite the Wog I should be, mate. I'm really sorry. And I thought yeah, I was yeah. a proud Greek Wog for no, such a long time. you're a good Wog because you, you haven't read the details. You've just looked at the pictures. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're pretty much how I went through school just quietly, mate. <laughs> well, thanks for coming along, mate. Look, I, um, I no had the, uh, the, the privilege of going along and seeing your latest show, Malakas with Attitude, and that was a great thing. I uh, went along to the Canterbury Leagues Club not long ago, and I know you've got some up-and-coming shows. Uh, yeah, we've got one, one more of those, officially mm-hmm. one more, um, uh, on the 18th at uh, the Rockdale Town Hall. This is the, the Greek Festival of Sydney has put all these shows on for me, so... Uh, there's one left uh, on the 18th of April, uh, Rockdale Town Hall. So if you haven't seen the show, it's kind of different to Wogs Out of Work, isn't it? It's sort of same, oh. same sort of genre, but it's kind of got. Uh You've seen it, Harry. So I like it. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was terrific. And you've also got uh, the fellow there, remind me of his name, that, uh, that was working with you. Uh, Johnny Katz. He is fantastic. Yeah, so I thought that was a really, really... I mean, your segue into his uh, time and then your coming back on stage was fantastic. And you had everybody yeah. in rapture. So, if uh, folks, if you haven't had the opportunity, one show left at uh, here in Sydney at the Rockdale Town Hall uh, next week, go along and see it. And, uh, and, and the, the good thing about Johnny is he gives... Uh, 
the, the basically the theme or the genre and new lease of energy because John is a lot younger than me, you know, sort of old school and then new school comedy there. And um, and and the great thing about John is he, he he sort of started off as a comedian in in Melbourne, but then he went to the UK and he travelled all over the UK. And when you're in the UK, there's so many different places to go to mm-hmm. to perform. You can be performing comedy every night of the week. Uh, so he he's he's great. He's fresh and his material's up to date, you know, which is fantastic. I try my best to keep up to date too, but um, he's he's my guy when it comes to you know keeping the young people happy. That's for sure. Fantastic. Excellent. Hey George, can I get, get some advice, please, to you? I went to the show. Please warn people yeah. not to eat prior to the show. I heaved my flag out. Going? You would not believe. What is well? I think they're just method actors. They were definitely my luckers with attitude. <laughs> what was going? They were bringing in bags of food. Yeah. I was waiting for them to bring in Kuludia and eggs and crack the eggs during the show. Happy Easter, the old what? Greeks out there. <laughs> what was going on with those guys? Yeah. But uh, that, that's what happens when you have the show on at 7 o'clock. That wasn't my idea. That was the Greek festival's idea. So these poor buggers are still hungry, you know. They've just finished work and they uh, stopped off at the bakery there at Canterbury uh, Leagues picked up bags of food and they were sharing it around. <laughs> no, it a lot and then of they had their phones out taking Instagram photos of their croissants and uh, geez, Perfect. It was out of control. So George, on this show we talk muscle cars. So we talk muscle cars, specific, specific cars, yeah. we talk specific bits and pieces, we'd have guests in and then we also talk about the experience of cars right? As a young guy, right. what your first experience was. In my case, my old man had the valiant wind down windows was the air conditioning and you had the vinyl seat and that's pretty much how you went down to the beach and if you yeah. didn't like it, well, well that was it. Tell us about your experience as a young bloke because right. clearly in Melbourne uh, you couldn't avoid it, right? There must be some stories there. All right, so my first car was a 1967 Fairmont mm-hmm. with bucket seats, automatic, uh, that I got off my dad. So he got it when he got the car when I was 10 years old. So then I, as soon as I got my license, I got that car. Uh, it was a great car, very comfortable, very comfortable. And because it was big, I, you know, I dented it. Every panel was dented. <laughs> As a young driver, <laughs> I learned how to drive in it. Yeah. But then it got to the point where it wouldn't reverse the transmission. You know, my dad always tried to fix the transmission <laughs> himself instead of taking it to the service station. As you do. So I got to the point where I couldn't reverse it anymore. So I had to push it out of car parks <laughs> to drive it. And Classic. there was one, there was, I was doing film. Uh, like a film uh, course, uh, like I was doing drama media, but um, part of the media was a, a film section. So I had, I had, then it was like 20 grand worth of film equipment in the boot, which now would be like 200 grand, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I ended up, we went to the location to shoot some film and I was kind of looking after the equipment. And then I ended up parking in the front of a house and then I had to get out and manoeuvre it because it was up and up in the hill, you know, sort of towards Hillsville where the, the mountains are. Yeah. So I ended up, but I ended up bogging my car in someone's front yard, <laughs> and I couldn't get it out because it couldn't reverse and I couldn't push it out. So I had to leave my car there overnight while I got home with two hundred thousand dollars worth oh, of gear, let's geez. say. So I got home. And I told my dad he needed to drive me out there. So I had already had the fiscal spanner years going. Um, he had to drive me out to Hillsville to pick up the car. And then when we got there, I forgot the keys. Oh, at the house. Excellent, excellent. So luckily, my uncle came 
along and he had to, he hot wired the car. We broke into uh, my car. They, come, they come in the handy, car. those sort of uncles, just quietly. I've got a couple <laughs> yeah, of those too. Just I've got a couple of cousins that can do that sort of thing too, just quietly. Good tricks. Yeah. <laughs> is he in jail yet? Yeah. Well, the, yeah, uh, no, I don't no, want to go yeah, there. The, the other thing with that car is the engine blew up. Yep. So I had a big... I had a big hole on my bonnet, so I ended up painting a star on it, like a, a big star, gold star, and then a, a silver star. No, it was gold. The paint was gold, but I painted a silver star on it, and then I spray-painted the wheels, you know, um, uh, silver as well. So it just looked like a piece of shit, really. <laughs> as they do. Georgia. And in the end, I ended, up, I ended up giving it to someone. I ended up giving it to someone, Jack, who lived down the road. I gave it to him for free. And then now Jack's probably sold it. What would you What would you pay now for a brand new, uh, renovated? Not renovated. What restored. Would you call it? Restored. Um, restored. Restored. Fairmont 1967 uh, automatic with bucket seat. You know what? what? You Worth a lot that? of money these days. Twenty, thirty grand, forty grand, depending on what sort of car it is and how good it is. So yeah. you've done yourself out of a little bit of cash, but don't worry about it, mate. I'm sure you've That's made right. up for I'm it. Part of the experience. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. George, uh, Rob Lacerda here. I was a big fan of uh, Acropolis, the Acropolis show, Acropolis Now in the 80s. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I grew up with Monaros. I actually owned uh, Plymouth Monaros. But I remember there was a Monaro in the show. Was that? Never ex- saw it. We never we saw never, it, Robbie. No, Jim we Michael. never saw it. Jim no, we, had two, we had two Monaros and we got them from Monaro Club. Um Oddly enough, there weren't any Greeks in the club. They were all Aussies that had those. those I was a clubs. member of that club. Yes. <laughs> so, we, so we had we had an orange one, an orange one with black, with black sort of uh, stripes, and then we had kind of a, uh, a sort of a crimson or maroon looking one, which is an old. There was a newer Monaro, and then there was an older Monaro, but we didn't have the original Monaro. You know, the original HK. Uh, King, Kingswood looking, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. we had the more the more modern versions, like so, the HQ, that sort of thing. Yeah, yes. the later models. Yeah, so we had the probably say if there was mm. three Monaro, you know, um, uh, versions, we had the last two. So well, we, we never had that see, original. We didn't see it, did we? So they actually existed because I was talking. We, we, I, I we was took talking photos. Okay. We did take photos with it, and we did have it in. I think maybe the titles we had the Monaro. Okay, there you I go. think. Yeah, I think in the, I think in the second season, or the third season, we actually rocked up in the Monaro. So, so probably got yeah, but it was more. it would have been in the yeah. They probably charge you more for it, so they'd be tight asses at the show. <laughs> no, we could only hire it for the day anyway. Oh, there you so, go. Yeah. Yeah, well, of yeah. course, you know, back in the day, they were uh, they was the sort of thing where you, you, you almost gave away, and if it broke down, you sort of didn't worry about it, and they went it up in their wrecking yard. We were just talking about the values of these things earlier, but in recent times, those sort of cars, they're fetching twos and $300,000 yeah. for the right models. Serious amount of money yeah, these exactly. days. So, exactly. you know, if only, we, uh, if only we kept a few. But, yeah, no, good old times. Did you these, guys any... were pris- these cars were pristine, too. They were perfect, you know. They were spotless, and they... You know, and they they came with the Wrangler, so he would show us how to start it up and all that sort of stuff. But I have a feeling, and if you want to do a bit of a competition and give away a couple of tickets to maybe the show on the 18th Thank of April, absolutely. I have a feeling that there was a car in the credits, in the opening credits. Okay. And if they can tell you the colour of that car. Yeah. Let's do and, it. And point you in the right direction. Yeah. They can get the first person that does and gets it right. You might have to do your research. It's on YouTube anyway. The first person that can tell you the colour of that car in the opening credits. Excellent. Um, or in any sort of credits, because I can't remember either now. All right. Uh, and it will get a double pass. And if Wonderful. there's a second person that tells you 
you know, because we had two, three lots of credits. The first two, I think we had establishing shots. Then any of those people can get uh, a double pass. So Brilliant. that's that's two lots of Very double kind. passes. On Very kind. Very kind. Excellent, George. Well, that's fantastic. I really appreciate that. So the call to action is this, uh, folks. If you go along to our Facebook page, Muscle Car Radio, and you leave a comment telling us uh, or the colour, the description of the Monaro on Acropolis now, you heard it straight from George. Double pass, come your way to his show. So let's do it. Get on the page. Yeah. It's uh, Muscle Car Radio. What did your old man drive? I mean, you talk about the, um, you talk about the, uh, the Fairmont, and that was a bit of a hand-me-down. What was your yeah. first memory of a car as a kid, uh, George? Well, I've got a pretty, pretty good recollection of it. So we had, a, we had the, like a 19... You know, we had the, that Futura sort of looking Ford. We had a, like a, a, a light blue uh, Ford with the, with the round headlights. Mm-hmm. So um, we had one of those. We had like an EH Holden. Beautiful. Again, it was it was it was um, uh, a light blue colour, and all these cars didn't have seatbelts yet. You know, the seatbelts <laughs> came along later on. Oh, well, man- yeah, they but weren't mandatory then in the my, then, my, then my dad got over it, so he got over the Fords and the Holdens. So then he got himself a white VW, like a little little VW. So the equivalent of of a Golf these days, mm. but like a uh, not not a hatch, but a uh, uh, what would you call it? Saloon shape. Saloon oh, the um, what do call it? like the fastback or the wagon, the type, type three. three. No, not Square the fastback, the, the normal one. The, well, the normal car. Wow, that was my very first car, George. Fantastic! Great to see that okay. someone else bought so I've, another I've got car like photos that. Photos of these two, and then later on, after that, he got the hatch. He got a yellow mm. hatch. So he loved German cars. He also got at one stage an old Merc, I remember, which he drove around. But then uh, he this led him this journey led him to the world of the Volvo. So the next <laughs> car was ah the GLE look out, but not a boxy but safe. It was a rounder shaped Volvo. Yeah, and then we ended up with the square shaped uh, sort of mustard colour Volvo, and that he sort of died. That was his last car. Excellent. That was a great car because it had so many buttons and gadgets. And mm. when I was studying. When I was studying um, media, I did an animation, and it was based on a, a space pirate. So the, the, the animation had the exterior of the spaceship, but the interior, I shot it live, and I used all the buttons on the Volvo, which looked great. You know, they would light up. You know, yeah. something. Excellent. Well, so that was that was kind of my space. You've hit a chord here with Chris. He's just invested in one of these Volkswagen combi things, but it's a dual cab with the back. You know, uh, with the back of it's like a tradesman's ute. So he's got one of these things. Right. I don't know yeah. why, because he's in IT. I've got no idea why he would possibly need one of these things. But he bought it carry because the beer. yeah, well, he carried carry the beer, carry, right? But but, yeah. but it's got like carry a the hard drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's got like a V6 um, a Commodore engine in it. It's had a transplant. So this thing, it, mate, it pulls like a 19 year old. It actually goes like you wouldn't believe, George, out of control, <laughs> unlike any Volkswagen you've ever ever seen, my friend. So uh, young Chris, he does love them. You yes. know what's missing, though, from the modern Volkswagen? What's that? What's missing from the modern Volkswagen is the sound, because then it used yes. to make a great sound, <laughs> almost like a Harley used to make a digga digga sound. Which was it just purred, you know, and that's that's they should bring that back. Why don't they bring Absolutely. that back? Absolutely. Did they? Did they actually? Um, like Harley, they registered that, didn't they? Almost like a compressor. Yeah, exactly. Hey, George, given that you've got those Brad Pitt salaries for the movies that you star in, um, <laughs> did you ever get into the European style of car as well? Yeah, so I've got a, I've got an Audi. So, um, but uh, 
but before that I was a Honda man. So I had a couple of Hondas. So the Honda Integra was my my car of choice. I've yes. also we've also got a Ford Territory, which we love. So and that's going on for sixteen years. And that's been a great car. It's been a great family car, but also a great crew car so I can carry, you know, props and all sorts of things and put the seats. Such a big car. And uh, we just drove it the other day. We drove it back and forth from Sydney. So this is a 16-year-old car, and, and it's still going strong. You know, it's still uh, driving beautifully. We want to upgrade. We, we'll update in the next couple of years, but uh, it's been a great car for us. Brilliant. That's fantastic, George. Thanks very much for your time. We really enjoyed having you on and uh, getting a bit of an insight into, uh, you know, the Acropolis nowadays and the Monaro. Don't forget, folks, go on to uh, the Facebook uh, Muscle Car Radio page. Leave your comments and tell us what the uh, what the car featured was all about, the colour, etc., and you get a couple of tickets to the show. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, if yep. they do that, they should also uh, try and... Uh um, almost uh, do a shot. So they've got to take a shot of the actual thing as well. So yep. tell, tell you the colour and show you the, the actual photograph and that'll definitely be a double pass, you know, the first couple of people. Excellent. So plug but, in, um, yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Very good, mate. I appreciate it. So the show is, don't forget, folks, it's called a Malakas with Attitude. I've One show left. Malakas with Attitude. Malakas One with Attitude. show left. And then, and then? we start our uh, Straight Outta Compo tour. So Beautiful. we've got about 10 shows in Sydney. So that's myself, Joe Avati who drives a, I think, what does he drive now, a Mercedes, but he was driving a Maserati. Yeah. And too much money in these so shows, clearly, Maserati. Too much money for a piece of <laughs> Brad shit. Salary of <laughs> anyway, uh, and then um, Tahir drives a, a Magna. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's good. He's up and coming, I get he it. Doesn't, he doesn't drive fast, that guy. And then, and then of course, Rob Shahady, who's a Holden man, who's always got the latest Commodore. He doesn't pay for him. He's Lebanese, so he doesn't pay for him. <laughs> he just gets yeah, them. that's right. And, and this one's great because he could be a, a kilometre away walking towards his car. He doesn't like to sweat this guy because he's a big guy. <laughs> so he turns it on his air conditioning when he's a kilometre away. So when he walks into the car, it's already nice and cool. Perfect. So... It's a great car, definitely great car. For you. Excellent. Well, yeah. the folks will keep uh, a lookout for that. That's um, straight out of Compo. Excellent show. We'll um, we'll plug it on the um, Muscle Car Radio uh, Facebook page. We'll let people know Please what do. the dates are. And uh, yeah, once again, you. mate, thank you very much for your time. I really enjoyed your show. I will see you uh, this uh, coming Wednesday. I'm looking forward to the show at Rockdale, folks. If you haven't got your tickets, get along. No worries. Uh, George Capanaris, no thank you very much for your time, and have a great night, my friend. Good luck. See you then, boys. Bye-bye. Yes. Welcome back to Muscle Car Radio. I'm your host, Harry Christian. I'm here with Chris Pulos, and I'm here with uh, Bobby Lucerto. Boys, we've got another very special guest comes up regularly, Chris Borobin from uh, Shannon's Auctions. So Chris runs the auctions at Shannon's. We run them in Sydney. He runs them in Melbourne. And there is an up-and-coming uh, auction that I really wanted to get Chris's word on, the one in Melbourne that's coming up, uh, and Chris can tell us all about it. Some very, very special cars. Welcome to the show, Chris. How are you? Well, um, uh, thank you, guys. Yeah, excellent, mate. So tell us a little bit about this up-and-coming uh, auction, mate. There are some special cars. One I want to talk to you about is that beautiful Plymouth Roadrunner. But do you want to run us through, uh, you know, the expectation and what uh, what uh, punters can sort of uh, look forward to? Yeah, look, I mean, you know, this this auction's got a real good diversity of cars. And, I mean, we've uh, the Plymouth Roadrunner uh, Superbirds, obviously the highlight uh, lot of the auction. But we've got, a, you know, great uh, selection of, um, you know, Australian muscle cars, Australian classics, uh, European cars and also some, you know, a great collection of BMWs have come out of a deceased state out, out of South Australia as well. So a really great mixture of vehicles and uh, and motorbikes in that sale. We've got ten motorbikes as well. Um, so it's it's really something for everyone in this sale. 
Chris Poulos here. Um, I love the cars on for, uh, for this month coming up. Number plates, that's a real enigma to me nowadays. I bought a number plate, a five-digit <laughs> New South Wales one for, um, I remember about $6,000 about 12 years ago and I sold it for about $10,000. i will never understand that, Chris. Unbelievable. Worth more than the cars. Yes, well, it's probably worth uh, probably worth thirty to forty today. Don't tell him that he's getting the he's got a big <laughs> enough as it is, bloody. Please. Don't tell him all about that. I'll never understand it. Like I can understand the cars, Chris. You know what I mean? You look at it, you polish yep. it, you get in it, you drive it, you feel it, you smell it. But I cannot understand numbers on the car and the values. I mean, I remember that thing in Sydney, that number four, that single digit thing that went for what is it? Millions of dollars two, in recent two point uh, two point four five million Amazing. last year. We sold that Shannon, four years. Shannon's yep. definitely yep. Uh, doing the bundle. So, mate, look, we, we've got some GDS Monaros. There's a beautiful E55 Charger. I've seen all sorts of stuff. There's an E-Type Jaguar. There's an X. B GT Coupe that's coming up for sale. But the the thing that got me, and I don't ever remember one ever being sold in, in Australia, is that 1970 Plymouth Roadrunner, that Superbird. Not only is it a Superbird, yeah. but it's one of a handful with the Hemi engine. I mean, what a car. That that yep. thing should attract some attention, I would imagine, mate. They only made... Uh, absolutely. Mm. I mean, you know, this is a real one-off. And, uh, I mean, the, the car is a full rotisserie restoration. Um, you know, one of, uh, you know, just, uh, I think, 135 or thereabouts built worldwide. I mean, just, mm-hmm. you know, incredibly low number. Um, you know, hero colour that it's in. It's got the white trim. Uh, you know, that beautiful 426 Hemi. When you open the bonnet and you, you see the induction, um, you know, the and the size of that engine, it's just incredible. I mean, it, it really is one for the astute and serious American car collector. And yeah, We're getting woody I mean, here tonight. <laughs> Stop it, mate. I'm getting very yeah. excited. Keep going. Keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> look, look and, and it's a car that today in the States is, is, you know, in that condition, if you found that car in the States, would be fetching over 400,000 US. So to be able to buy that car here in Australia and to touch and feel the car, come in and inspect it and actually see that the car is in the condition it's in, uh, and, you know, we're, we're looking somewhere between the 520 and 580,000 for that car, um, it, it's, it's actually better value than if you had to bring that car in from the US today. Chris Robleseto here. Another car that's caught my eye is uh, this black HG Brown that uh, you're going to sell, um, factory black with... Uh, a factory Monaro bonnet. Yeah, special order car. I mean, it, it, and again in black, you know, quite a very rare thing. In uh, it's in the auction of the reserve. It's a one family owned car from new. We believe the mileage is extremely low, somewhere around the thirty nine thousand miles. I mean, wow. it's it's a real, you know, real one to, to look at, you know, for for those Holden collectors. It's um, I mean, we've seen the Brougham really grow in value in the last few years, but to come across, you know, an, a, a special order type car like that. Uh, you know, it, you know, it ticks all the boxes, really. Awesome, that's fantastic. Trust, uh, trust, Bobby. We've got um, a Plymouth Roadrunner here and some some absolute like a rare, rare as metal, and he goes back to the old Brahma. I got to love Bobby. He, he does love it. <laughs> I can but see it is myself. A special thing. It is a special thing. I can see myself in that car. But that that four twenty, that four twenty six. Sorry, I keep going back to it. I mean, what a special car! You're talking about an era in 1970 during NASCAR where they used that car to homologate it, and then Ford came behind them. We spoke about this earlier with uh, with the Torino Talladega to compete with these uh, Plymouths, and that really was the era. You're talking about that 70, 69, 70, 71 era. They, they just don't yep. do that anymore, mate. That were the days, right? No, I mean, no. I mean, yeah, I mean, those cars were, you know, uh, they were going through a, you know, uh, a trial period, obviously, in the US, and they were trying to, you know, I, I think, uh, you know, all the brands, I think, were trying to out, outdo each other from a performance perspective and, uh I mean, this is, you know, this has got to be, you know, the, 
as loud as they got, really. I mean, with, you know, the, the big wing on that Superbird, yeah. I mean, it's, and nothing else was like it. And um, The nose cone, I was just going to say, that's, absolutely. that is a front end only a mother could love just quietly. But <laughs> my goodness, they were all aerodynamically, uh, you know, they were built for performance as such. You know, they were enhanced and they were, it's all, it was all about aerodynamics, as aerodynamic as you could get in the 70s, right? Yeah, yep, absolutely. Excellent. Well, Chris, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking the time. As always, we really appreciate it. And uh, Shannon, Thanks for having me. Yeah, Shannon's run a good uh, show. Get along to the next auction there in Victoria. Have a look at it. April 30th in Melbourne. April 30th in Melbourne. Shannons.com.au. Have a look at the uh, the auction listings. Some great cars, some GT Falcons. We've got HQ Monaros. We've got that beautiful Brom that uh, Rob wants. E55 Charger, one of my favourites. And, of course, the the marquee Plymouth Roadrunner. Chris, thanks very much. Have a great night. You've... uh, uh, you've been a great guest. I really appreciate your time. Thanks, guys. Okay, chat soon. Boys, it's good to be back, huh? Fantastic. Great show. Yeah, how, good show. How good was our guest? Oh, Georgie was good. And don't forget, get onto the um, Facebook page, Muscle Car Radio, and tell us which Monaro was featured in well, Acropolis Now, wasn't it? Georgie Acropolis was Now. Tell us all about it, and you'll get a couple of tickets to Georgie's show. Great uh, show. Cr- Chris is always good value from Shannon's. He tells us all about it. Geez, I can get some cars down there. I mean, things have been hotting up and just getting going from strength to strength as far as the values of these muscle cars. And muscle these car cars sales. Are, yeah. yeah. Muscle car Plates as well. It's amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we've got the feature car, musclecarsales.com.au. Go and have a look at that beautiful, uh, what do we call it, uh, Bobby? That um, Ford Landau. Ford Landau. 1,385 only, mate. Yeah. Why? It was a two-door LTD. Anyway, you've been listening to Muscle Car Radios. We've got uh, our mate Chris Pullos. Thanks for joining us. Thank and you very Bobby Lucerto. We'll be back once a month. Don't forget, we're going to bring a show to you. Tell us all about what your thoughts are. Drop us a line and drop us a photo of your ride and we will feature it on our Facebook page. Thanks for listening.